relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Today's news, here's Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Hey, uh, Jeff, you were busy uh, while uh, I ran off to CPAC. How did our buddy Bob France do? Very good. Yeah? Yeah, two days he was very good. Had some interesting guests on. Good. All right. Mr. France, thank you for holding the fort while we had to go and have fun. Well, who did we have fun with? Let's have some photographs. Let's. All right. Do you have the, uh, the little snaps, the uh, selfies that we took while we were there? There she is, little Lauren Boebert, that little pistol. Uh, who else do we have? Nigel Farage was there. He was very annoyed that uh, he couldn't smoke his cigarette or fags, as they called them in the UK, inside the building. Tom Fitton, there he is. We did a little interview with Judicial Watch. And our buddy Horace Cooper was there. Keep on going with these great... Oh, Mike Lindell! Let's save the rest for later. That's enough to be going on with. That's why you need to come to CPAC next time. It's going to be an election year. It's going to be insane. Uh, check out the American Conservative Union, conservative.org. I have to thank Bob, Bob France for what he did, but I also have to thank you for your amazing contributions to our Food for the Poor program. Right now, they're on the ground in 17 nations helping those families, helping to feed those children who are destitute, who've done nothing wrong, who are innocent and don't deserve to go to bed with an empty stomach. If, you, if you've weathered COVID, if you want to do something blessed this Lenten season, please make a donation for any amount at my website, sebgorka.com. But just let's listen to Sarah, a 16-year-old who, well, she made her own contribution. I just wanted to say I really admire your work with uh, Food for the Poor each year. I have an envelope that I keep on my nightstand, and each time I get, do get some money, I put a little bit away throughout the year, maybe like a dollar or two. It's for Food for the Poor. And so this year I saved up $80 to give, and I'm not saying any of this to brag. I just wanted to encourage your, your listeners. If you can just spare a little bit, that, that would be good. Bye. If 16-year-old Sarah can spare a little bit, how about you? A donation just once for $72 feeds two children for a year. Food for the Poor has the money. They just need to get it to the hungry. Please make, make a donation today. $144 is four children who you will feed for, for a whole year. You're literally saving lives. Go to SebGorka.com and click on the Give Food, Give Hope banner or call 855-330-4673. That's 855-330-4673 or just go to S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorka.com and click on the banner at the top. God bless every single one of you. Okay, we mentioned the amazing Judicial Watch. They were there in force. They had a booth. I did a little interview, but I didn't see Chris. Maybe he was doing what he's meant to do as their director of research and investigations. We are delighted to have Chris Fowl with us. Chris, welcome back to America First. Great to be with you, sir. Thank you so much. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the breaking news, and let's talk about one line from uh, President Trump. This is, of course, the one that's probably most important to you and me. This is Cut 12, Play Cut. 
I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire. That is required more than ever, Chris, given what we've witnessed in just the last few months, is it not? Absolutely. I mean, uh, if there's ever a time, if there's ever been this mounting evidence that really demands this out-of-control, unelected, professional political class that's been destroying this country in slow motion, uh, you know, the evidence is there, and uh, we've heard the words from President Trump, and uh, if he says it, he means it, so... Let, let's talk about the uh, the news of today. For some reason, Politico managed to get hold of a, a tranche of documents from inside the Department of Homeland Security's uh, Intelligence Division. And apparently, according to these documents, Chris, um, members of the Department of Homeland Security have been interviewing Americans across the nation, including those in federal prison, uh, collecting intelligence, circumventing their lawyers. Uh, how how should the average American interpret these revelations coming from a rabidly left-wing organ? Yeah, I was joking with my colleague Tom Fitton this morning, and he said, well, they must have found out that they were looking at one left-wing group, and that's why Politico <laughs> got a hold of it. And suddenly it's a big deal. Uh so this is standard, right? I mean, this is your U.S. government. We just talked about the deep state. I mean, this is what these people do. This is day in, day out. Uh, it's just, you know, the shock value is that Politico uh, decided to step up and publish something and say, hey, look what the government's doing behind your back. They're doing something that, you know, their own internal, according to, according to the report, their own internal people said, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, so this is uh, something that people inside DHS were ringing alarm bells on saying, well, you're not supposed to do that without somebody's counsel being in the room. Right. Um, it's like, yeah. I mean, your, your theory is possible that, that some left-wing organizations, former <laughs> members, were being illegally interviewed. And that's the only reason Politico knows. It's not, it's not I mean, it's not, exactly. it's, not, it's not out of, you know, that somebody from Antifa was interviewed, is it? It's not out of the realms of possibility yeah i I say it jokingly and tom and i laughed about it but i mean that the the odds of that being the underlying issue or the predicate for the entire thing is actually quite high it was some blm or antifa type who got a question thrown their way and the lefty attorneys went out of their minds and, and pitched it over to politico and they ran with it i mean that's if if i had to bet i would say that was the background that brought this to light. All right, we're going to talk about the amazing successes Judicial Watch has uh, brought in California in a moment in the next segment. But but first things first, let's talk about DHS and ODNI, the Office of the Director of National right. Intelligence. If you want to drain the swamp, if you want to dismantle the deep state, talk to us about your take as a former uh, counterintelligence professional. Do we need the Office of the Director of National Intelligence and what should happen to DHS? Well, no. I mean, DNI, the, the office itself, and the, the, even the notion, the mission, it's repetitive, duplicative, redundant, whatever word you want to use. Uh, those are all the tasks that were done by the director of Central Intelligence yes. and his staff separately. So this is just another 
entire, you know, monstrous level of the Leviathan, you know, layer upon layer. So you can just strike it all together and go back to the, you know, pre-9-11 structure and uh, and run it that way. And the same is true, frankly, with uh, Homeland Security, right? We've created this monstrosity. It's the largest of all the government agencies. Uh, you know, it has a, an enormous budget. Um, and we could really configure ourselves back to the way in which we were. And believe it or not, we do. We would be just fine. We don't need we- we could be even more efficient, uh, is my fear. Uh, we're talking to Chris Fowle, Director of Research and Investigations, Judicial Watch. Support them today. An amazing organization. We'll talk about what they have succeeded in accomplishing in California in a moment. It's judicialwatch.org, judicialwatch.org. We are everywhere on social media. Make sure you never miss any of the news, the incredible interviews with those who are the true experts who are the newsmakers. Follow us on Twitter, Truth Social, Facebook, Instagram, Getter, Parler, Telegram. You can watch us on SalemNewsChannel.com or follow me on my Substack. That's SebastianGorka.substack.com. Back after these messages. Haley, one of the Republican candidates, is calling for mental competency tests for those politicians over the age of 75. What do you think about that? Ridiculous. Would your husband ever take one of those? I mean, we haven't even discussed. We would never even discuss something like that. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Mr. G, Jill Biden doesn't like being asked that question. She was uh, she was a little snippety there, wasn't she? She answered it terribly. She has to know at some point that question is going to come up, too. She right. had no answer. The long pause and everything was horrible. My theory is, you know, she knows what's wrong with his brain, and that's why she reacted the way she did. Of course. I mean, how could she not know what's yeah. wrong with it? All right, guys, uh, we, we're talking to our buddy Chris Farrell, but don't go anywhere. Anthony Rose, Jerry, Victor, Michael, crazy. The call boards are full. We will talk to you because you are the most important part of the show. But please understand what is in the stakes of the situation right now. It's not just the deep state. It is the left-wing ideology that has penetrated every sector of our nation except for talk radio. It's Hollywood. It's news. It's the schools. It's everything, the, the colleges. It's even... The massive investment companies like BlackRock and Vanguard. Your future 
your retirement is in peril because of something called ESG, which is the injection of left-wing ideology into how these companies invest your billions and trillions. One organization has stood up to those who were abusing and defrauding consumers for decades. It's consumers research. Now they're fighting ESG at organizations like Vanguard and BlackRock. They don't want a penny from you, but they want to inform you of the threat to your retirement and to your future. Find out today. Go to consumersresearch.org. That's consumersresearch.org. Portions of America First are brought to you in part by consumersresearch.org. We're back with Chris Farrell. The amazing organization is Judicial Watch. He is the chief. He's the head of investigations and research. Please support them right now, judicialwatch.org. Follow them at Judicial Watch. Chris, um, let's talk about some good news. What happened recently regarding the work of your organization and the state of California? Well, we removed, or we caused to have removed, 1.2 million ineligible phony voter registrations in the county of Los Angeles alone. 1.2 million L.A. County bad Incorrect, invalid voter registrations gone. So people who had moved out were dead, incorrect information, stuff like that. People who shouldn't have been on the rolls. Felons, but yes, 1.2 million. I mean, just bad data, bad, false, inaccurate, wrong data. And we forced by legal action, we forced L.A. County through a lawsuit to go in and clean up their voting rolls because, as many of your listeners and viewers know very well, you had bad, dirty voting rolls. You open yourself up to unlimited mischief by the left. Yeah. And what did that take? How, how long were you battling um, the authorities in California and L.A. County to get that result? It started out all the way back in 2016, wow. but a lawsuit filed in 2017 ended up with a 2019 settlement agreement. And now we're, uh, what, uh, almost four years down the road, uh, forcing them to go through line by line. The last update we had was about 600,000 moved off. And now we just got word they verified and reported to the court 1.2 million Bad registrations taken off Los Angeles County. That's just the county. Think about how yeah. crazy California is, right? Yeah. L.A. County alone, 1.2 million. But we've done this all over the place. We've done this in Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, uh, Hawaii. Uh, we did work like this. You know, the, the people that are actually supposed to do it are in the Department of Justice. Yes. But they're absolutely flat dead on their rear ends. They do nothing. Uh, and so it's the voting section of the, of the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department. They do nothing. So we go in and we do this, uh, you know, state by state. And we've been cleaning up voting rolls now for years. And uh, we will continue to do so. Well, I'm, look, I'm, just, I'm super glad that you do this. And I, I, I congratulate you on a massive, massive success in just L.A. County. But guys, look, support Judicial Watch, judicialwatch.org. But it shouldn't really be one organization in D.C. that has to do this everywhere. We 
should be stepping up in those localities. We should be engaged. It's the people of those rotten states that have the greatest standing who should push back on what is happening with these voter rolls that, of course, are being exploited when there's bad data. Thank you, Chris Farrell. Your call's next here on America First, 833-33-GORKA. That's 833-334-6752. Coming to you live from the relieffactor.com studios. If you're in daily pain, if you've tried everything else and failed to find relief, do what I did more than four years ago. Order their three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me and half a million people around the nation. People like Debron from Massachusetts. This is her story. I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. Thank you, Relief Factor. That should be you. That could be you. But there's only one way to find out. Do it today. The only thing you have to lose, well, it's the pain, right? You know, it makes sense. 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. You deserve to be the next success story, and there's only one way to find out. Call today. 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. I don't know how this happens in nature. It would be easy to do in a lab. That same day, February 1st, 2020. So again, right at the start, that same day, Dr. Fauci organizes a conference call. Him and Dr. Collins get on there with Dr. Gary, Dr. Anderson, all these other virologists. They get on there, and three days later, everybody changes their story. The same guy who said this would be easy to do in a lab says, oh, now you're crazy if you think it came from a lab. The same guy that says, I don't know how this, that, that this would, uh, that this does, that looks engineered, he changes his story. And then the kicker is, three months later, those same two doctors, Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, get a several million dollar grant from Dr. Fauci to continue their research. So the, the fundamental question is, why was Dr. Fauci so consumed with making sure the narrative wasn't about the lab? I think it's because they were doing gain-of-function research there. He didn't want that out. It's really the question we need answered. What was going on in Wuhan? Why were they getting money from us? And why was Fauci, as we now know, orchestrating attack pieces against anyone who said, yeah, the level four biolab in Wuhan is connected to the outbreak that killed over six million people? I want to hear from you. We put a new poll up on our website, sebgorka.com. Should Anthony Fauci be made Culpable, given the latest Wuhan lab leak revelations, should Fauci be charged and prosecuted for lying to America? I want to hear from you, yes or no. Go to sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com. The man you heard there on our friend Maria Bartiromo show was, of course, Ohio's congressman for the beautiful 4th District, and he's with us right now. Welcome back. It's been far too long, Jim Jordan. Good to be back with you, Sebastian. Thanks for all you're doing. All right, so tell us, give us a thumbnail sketch as if Rip Van Winkle has been asleep for the last six weeks. What has changed in Congress now that uh, we have the lower house, we have the House of Representatives? What are you doing when it comes to getting to the bottom of COVID and the weaponization of the DOJ? 
Well, the, 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 you, uh, we, can, we can look into this stuff. We can actually have hearings on this. We can, get, we can get the facts to the American people and then propose legislation. Like maybe one of the things we need to propose is no, no more gain-of-function research. Because, again, I think the key question is why. Why was Dr. Fauci so eager to cover his backside and make sure no one talked about the fact that this thing came from a lab? I, I think it's because United States tax money was going to a lab in China that wasn't up to code and they were doing gain of function research. And I don't think he wanted that known. They didn't go through the proper procedures to approve this kind of research happening over there. There's a committee you're supposed to go through. They didn't do that. So I think it was all about him covering his backside. And after those two emails from Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, where they talk about this would be easy to do in a lab, the virus looks engineered, not consistent with evolutionary theory. I don't know how this happens in nature, where they say those things. And then three after that conference call with Dr. Fauci, they change 180 degrees. And they basically say, you're a crackpot conspiracy theorist if you think this came from a lab. When, in fact, like all common sense tells you that. So I think he was just – I think it was a simple cover in his backside for what he'd been doing, and he got these guys to change their tune and got everyone singing off the same – uh, same page of the hymnal. Now, given what we've seen in the revelations in just the last couple of days, that he was even commissioning behind the scenes, as he's the highest paid it's government paper, official yeah. in America, he's commissioning academics to write papers to trash the Wuhan lab leak theory, which if he's interested in the truth and science, why would you do that? It's just incredible. But here's, let's peel it back. You said he's funding gain of function in a lab that doesn't meet or have to meet the requirements we have in America. So he's kind of gaming the system. But let me ask the, the, the obvious question. Why the hell is an American government official wanting to do gain-of-function, you know, virus-amping-up research anywhere, let alone in a communist lab. In a communist lab that's not up to code to yes. do with that kind of sophisticated, dangerous research. No, it makes no sense. Now, they will tell you, oh, it's all so we can get ahead of the virus and we can be ready for the next killer virus that's coming. Uh, that's, that's the explanation they'll give you. But this, is, in my mind, is so dangerous. And there was supposed to be what's called the C uh, or the P3 process that they're supposed to go through uh, over there at uh, with with Collins and Fauci and their team of people who are supposed to approve this stuff. But they were bypassing the, the, the quote, safeguard process for approving research funding for this type of research. So they bypassed the procedures, sent it to our tax dollars to a lab in China that wasn't up to code. That was, in fact, doing the kind of research that is so that is so dangerous. And this is maybe one of the legislative things we should focus on is. Uh, maybe we should outlaw this. I'm certainly for doing it. Um, I'm willing to listen to people who are against it, but I think we should outlaw this and certainly not be sending it to a, to a foreign country. If you have to do this kind of research, shouldn't you do it in the United States, for goodness sake? Not, not, not someplace there. So um, I just think we should outlaw it. Yeah, not, not just a foreign country, a communist country, the biggest in the world that has labor camps and forced organ harvesting from political prisoners. We shouldn't be doing any business uh, with this country. I want to hear from uh, you, the dear listeners, what should be the ramifications, the consequences for Fauci? Uh, answer our poll at sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com. Given the latest Wuhan lab leak revelations, should Fauci be charged and prosecuted for lying to the American people? Uh, Congressman Jordan, what, what do you think should be the ramifications for for this man and what he did well i think uh, step one is we get all the facts on the table i think we're starting to see that, that confirming what what i think you and i and, and your listeners suspected now for a long time 
Um, and then I think we should look at legislative fixes and maybe even some things we have to do with the appropriations, like no money. Yeah. Maybe this is legislative. No money can be used to for this kind of research. I think we should do all that. And then, you know, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I think at some point we're going to have to have Dr. Fauci back in. That'll be a call for Congressman Winstrup, who now heads up as chairman of the uh, Select Committee on the Coronavirus. All right, it's jordan.house.gov. You've got to follow him right now on Twitter at Jim underscore Jordan. Uh, let's switch. Uh, you spoke from the main stage at CPAC, as did I, as did uh, President Trump. One of the biggest themes of the uh, whole meeting was the plight of the January 6 prisoners. I showed shocking footage on my show on Newsmax yesterday of uh, them praying of, of those people who've been detained for two years now, praying yeah. every night the Lord's Prayer, singing the national anthem. Uh, what, what can we do? If we don't have the power of the purse, at least till September, thanks to the betrayal of Mitch McConnell in that omnibus, what can we do to rein in the DOJ and the FBI from persecuting those who are simply conservatives like that preacher, that pro-life preacher in Pennsylvania? Mark Halk, yeah. yeah. Mark Halk. Well, <laughs> we're, we're working on, we're working on, and the Judiciary Committee, at, again, what we see is this this double standard that exists at the Justice Department. One set of rules for, in the example you brought up, one set of rules for uh, for pro life activists, another set for the for the people who were protesting in front of a Supreme Court justices' homes in, in the aftermath of the of the Dobbs opinion, the the leak of that draft opinion. So there's there's that double standard issue. There's the FBI and DOJ and other agencies influencing. Um, the social media platforms trying to shape and mold the narrative takedown accounts. We have emails from the FBI that, that have been, been uh, now uh, brought forward in the Twitter files, which say, hey, we think these, Yoel Roth, uh, uh, to Yoel Roth from, from Elvis Chan, the FBI agent, saying, hey, Mr. Roth at Twitter, uh, we think these accounts violate your Twitters, your terms of service. Like, what the heck is that? Yeah. So well, I, I think... Step one is, again, to get all the facts on the table and then, like I said before, use the appropriation process and use the legislative process to propose uh, uh, and get, get through legislation that will help fix the problem. All right. The question I always ask uh, the true fighters, the patriots, when they're on our show, members uh, of your caucus, uh, is the party now, can we say finally, after the four days that it took to uh, choose Speaker McCarthy, the impact of uh, the 20 and then these new committees, can we say that this is finally no longer a rhino party and this is, in fact, an America first Republican Party congressman? Well, I think so. And I, and I, and I really uh, appreciate the way uh, Speaker McCarthy, I think, is, is, is working to keep our team together, focused on stopping the, the radical left. I thought the best line... Uh, at the State of the Union address didn't come from President Biden. It came from Sarah Huckabee Sanders, yes. who after uh, gave the response, and she said the divide in America today is between normal and crazy. And we, we're the party of people who believe in normal things and fighting for those normal things, not the crazy stuff of the left. And we need to remember that, stay united as we can, in taking on the left who want to do all the ridiculous things that they're proposing Um in, in the Biden administration. You've got 16 FBI whistleblowers, Chairman Jordan. How shocked are the American people going to be when they hear from these whistleblowers? Well, we've heard from three of them have been willing to testify. Many of them have been retaliated against, which is, which is terrible and not supposed to happen under our, our law. So we've talked to dozens. We, we have uh, several who we think are, are, have really important information. Three of them have set for depositions uh, or transcribed interviews, what we call them here in Congress. And I, I thought very compelling uh, testimony 
from 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 those individuals. One of them told told us about how the the the, the threat tag put on people in the aftermath of the Dobbs opinion coming out, the pro-life decision, that they were uh, there was a threat tag for people who were you know involved in violence, and that he was getting pressured as an FBI agent to go look at pro-life leaders, and he's like, what are you talking about, pro-life leaders? appreciated the Dobbs opinion, yeah. giving this, this authority back to states. Why are we investigating those kind of people or looking to investigate those type of people? The people who are doing all the violence, uh, over 100 churches and crisis pregnancy centers are on the other side. Yeah. But that, 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 again, shows the political influence that's there at the Justice Department. And they're not being prosecuted. We've been talking to Chairman Jim Jordan. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. side of the U.S. Constitution, America first. It's a little bit uh, too easy to forget the season we are in. It's the Lenten season, supposed to reconnect with our Lord and Savior, do an examination of the soul for 40 days, and also to be thankful for what God has given us, how blessed we are. If you have things to be thankful for, perhaps you could follow the example of 16-year-old Sarah who wants to help those less fortunate. I just wanted to say I really admire your work with uh, Food for the Poor each year. I have an envelope that I keep on my nightstand, and each time I get, do get some money, I put a little bit away throughout the year, maybe like a dollar or two. It's for Food for the Poor. And so this year I saved up $80 to give, and I'm not saying any of this to brag. I just wanted to encourage your, your listeners. If you can just spare a little bit, that, that would be good. Bye. She's not saying it to brag, but if you can spare a little bit, Food for the Poor is an incredible organization. They help those suffering in Syria and Turkey. Now they've, in, they've turned their sights on our hemisphere, 17 nations where children are going to bed with empty bellies. They have the food. They just need to get it to those benighted families. You could be that person. For one donation, one donation once of $74, you will feed two children for a year. For twice that, hundred. can you afford $144? That's like what? A nice meal out, yeah? That would feed four children for a year. It's one of the most blessed things you can do at any time of the year, especially during Lent. Please make a donation now. You can call 855-330-4673 or just go to my website, sebgorka.com and click on the Give Food, Give Hope banner. Make a difference today. You're literally saving lives. It's 855-330-4673 or just go to S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com and click on the Give Food, Give Hope banner. I'm appalled. The next guest we have on is gone completely woke he has surrendered at the altar of political correctness. Well, at least according to the uh, tweet at the top of his Twitter feed, it says, I emphatically and categorically condemn all the bad things and people all over time and space, especially that one thing everything is super mad about. What a bunch of jerks, right? Additionally, I unequivocally support all the good things and people. There might have to be a little indication of sarcasm at the end of that. Because he's the CEO and co-founder of that superb website, It's The Federalist. It's been a while. Sean Davis, welcome back. 
Good to be back. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, let's talk about, we'll talk about so many things, what happened uh, with a certain uh, law enforcement training facility uh, and the people who were arrested after that uh, carnage. But let's talk about the big conservative event that is CPAC. And uh, <laughs> quite a fun line from my former boss, President Trump. This is cut five. Play cut. We had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, globalists, open border zealots, and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Karl Rove, and Jeb Bush. <laughs> and as I look up five minutes ago, Karl Rove is on Fox News, of course. Sean, you're not supposed to say stuff like that, are you? No, I, I, I have to admit the, the freaks and neocon line actually made me laugh out loud a little. But he's, he's not wrong. And it's worth remembering as we come up on the 20th anniversary of the Iraq War, I think it was March 18th or 19th, 2003, yep. just over time, in hindsight, how, how catastrophic a, a decision it was to go in there. And I think it was Trump's unwillingness to do that kind of foreign policy adventurism that so many people in the party were in love with uh, that made them, that makes them detest him so much. No, absolutely. And when he gives his announcement in Mar-a-Lago and he says, I'm going to uh, put forward a constitutional amendment for term limits and to ban politicians from becoming lobbyists. I mean, that, that, is, that is a declaration of war against the uni party, isn't it, Sean? It was. And, and it's funny you use that, that terminology. That was what I called his uh, first inaugural address, uh, January 20th. 2017, it was a declaration of war against the corrupt bipartisan political establishment that has ruined so much of America over the last 20 and 30 years. Well, I do think they do say that great minds think alike. Uh, Sean, uh, the last part of that quote, he said, uh, and we are no longer that party of, you know, the grifters, the rhinos, the, uh, the crazy neocons like Karl Rove. Is he correct? Talk to us about the last seven, eight weeks, the performance of Kevin McCarthy, the new house. I just had Jim Jordan on. Um, I asked him the same question. Is this party now an America first party? How confident are you that uh, this movement has changed the identity of the GOP? Well, it's a really interesting question, and I, I think uh, it depends on how you define the party. If you define the party as the people uh, who vote for its representatives, the people who give money, uh, you know, the, the 80 million or however many that, that voted for Trump in, in 2020, uh, if you define the party as the people, it's absolutely true. They, they are done with the corporatism, with the globalism, with the uh, neoconservatism, they're done with it. However, if you, you define the party as the people in Washington uh, who act on uh, supposedly behalf of the people, uh, I think that's still very much up for debate. And I think that so much of the battling that's going on now, especially as we get closer to 2024, is who actually controls the party? Yeah. Is it the people in Washington who've been uh, driving over a cliff for, for a generation or is it the people in America? And, and that's the real battle that's going on is who gets to who gets to be in charge? Is it the people and their representatives or is yeah. it this uh, permanent uniparty? 
Yeah, no, perfectly put. Have you seen a shift, though? Has the needle moved in the right direction of late? If you look at, look, I look at the role of the 20, and I have to say, for me, you know, Kevin McCarthy's not a bad guy, but he's not MAGA. But I think the role of the 20 has has really changed the identity, at least for the time being, of the GOP inside the building. Your take. Oh, I completely agree with that. And and I think that's why so many in Washington were trying so hard to crush those 20 who said, no, 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 we're not voting for McCarthy. We're not voting for a speaker until we get these reforms in place. There were people who knew that once those reforms got in place, Washington was going to be a different place and a different environment. And it wasn't going to be this thing where five people in a back room got to shove their agenda down everyone else's throats. Now, now the, the establishment actually has to share power with conservatives, and it's why they were so insistent on getting people on rules committee, being able to control what comes to the floor. So, I mean, if you're looking at, at that election, absolutely that reflects kind of the new change, the new demands from, from the people. And, and McCarthy, to his credit, you know, I, I don't think he's an ideologue. I don't, I don't think he probably agrees with me on all the issues. But he actually seems to listen to conservatives and yes. respond to them when they demand things, which is a whole heck of a lot better than we've had in that job uh, in my adult lifetime. That's actually a very fair comment. He does actually listen to us, and he does afterwards change his tack and actually do conservative things. We're talking to the co-founder of The Federalist. He's going to talk to us after the break again. In the meantime, go to Twitter, follow him at Sean M. Dav, and follow, go to thefederalist.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka. We're on all social media. We're back on YouTube. Yeah, it's true. You can't keep a good man down. Just go to Dr. Sebastian Gorker official on YouTube and then follow us on all the other social media. America First with Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to President Donald J. Trump. Have you ever been to the Holy Land? You know those places you read about in the Bible? They're actually real. And we went there with 350 of our amazing listeners. If you missed out on our trip, you really need to go. Just imagine walking in the footsteps of our Lord and Savior. It's an overwhelming experience. It's a powerful experience that you will never forget. Trust me. Please check it out. Here we are in Caesarea with my wife and 350 of you, our dearest, dearest listeners. Find out more. Plan your own trip. Go to holyland.israel.travel. That's holyland.israel.travel. Israel. Exactly like nowhere else. We're back with the big man. He's the Grand Fromage at The Federalist. He is the co-founder. Follow him right now at Sean M. Dav on Twitter. Sean Davis, there's one line from the president's speech at CPAC that uh, had the left all mm, tied up in knots. Cut eight. And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. 
And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. So when you've got pro-life activists uh, having their doors bust down by 20 FBI agents, former assistants to the president putting leg irons at Reagan Airport, and people still being held in pre-trial detention two, for two years since January the 6th, is it, is it incorrect? Is it also impolitic to talk about retribution, Sean? No, I don't, I don't think it is at all. Politics is about rewarding your allies and punishing your enemies. And, and I think Trump is right that the biggest danger in this country right now, it's not Russia, even though lots of people want you to worry about Russia. Um, it, it's this unaccountable bureaucracy, this administrative state, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, this permanent bureaucracy that thinks they have a divine right to rule us without any of the accountability that generally comes with power in this country. And we saw what they did for years. We saw what they did with the Russia collusion hoax. We've seen what they're doing now at Merrick Garland's DOJ, uh, targeting Catholic churches, saying that people who go to Latin mass are uh, more likely to be violent extremists, targeting school board parents. Uh, it, it, is, it is a direct threat to this republic, the power that this trench bureaucracy has. And yes, they need to be rooted out. They need to be destroyed. And an example needs to be made of them so that no one ever thinks about doing this nonsense ever again. Yeah, I like what you just said. Uh, if you don't like the phrase deep state, then how about unaccountable bureaucracy? But Because that's exactly who they are, whether it's DHS, FBI, DOJ, or even Fauci. Let's talk about actual violence being done by their uh, collaborators outside of government. In Atlanta, we have this facility that has been uh, attacked again and again and again, a, a future law enforcement training facility. The people who are committing arson, Andy No has uh, the footage of of what they've done recently. More than 20 of them were arrested. I think we have the mugshots of those who were arrested. And indeed, uh, one of those who was arrested turns out to be a certain Tom Jurgens. Uh, Sean, tell us uh, where Tom Jurgens, what his day job is when he's not throwing Molotov cocktails at police establishments. Well, public reports uh, seem to indicate that he is an attorney with the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, which is the self-appointed keeper and declarer of, of all bad things and hate groups and extremism in the country. Recall that the FBI cited SPLC, th- this organization, in its, uh, in its memo going after Catholic churches and Latin masses. Uh, it regularly cites SPLC as an expert on extremism and, and violent radicalism. And it appears actually they are kind of experts in it, uh, given how often they seem to be uh, either involved in or adjacent to so much of this violent nonsense perpetrated by left-wing domestic terrorists. And how significant, let's have a little bit of good news. We've only got a few seconds left with you, Sean. How how significant is it that this morning the D.C. Council rescinded their pro-crime bill and said, okay, uh, we're not going to bring it to a vote because this is even embarrassing for us? Oh, that's so. So I disagree. That's not why they're doing it. They're trying to prevent Biden from signing this bill passed by the House and the Senate, uh, cracking down on their refusal to crack down on crime. And by rescinding this law, they're, they're trying to tell Biden, oh, wait, no, 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 you don't need to sign this bill. Please don't sign this bill. We just mooted it. 
uh, we rescinded this thing, which is the same thing that New York has tried with a bunch of its anti-gun laws. Right before they get to the Supreme Court and get ready to lose, yeah. they pull it back and moot it. So, so I don't think it's significant at all. I think they're scared and they're trying to manipulate Biden and, into not uh, signing this House bill. All right. Well, if they're scared, that's a good thing. Follow this man, Sean M. Dav, on Twitter, co-founder of The Federalist, a superb organization. Your call's next here on America First, coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that's liberating. Half a million Americans, me included. Find out for yourself. It's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee. You'll know whether it works for you like it works for me and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. I had a lower back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor and two weeks later, two weeks later, I was pain-free and I'm still pain-free more than four years later. That should be you. Find out now. Call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That's 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.